Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games as always. I'm your host, Jared. You already know that. You know you know the drill. I'm here with my best friends that anyone could ever have, Kai and Ben. How you guys doing? I'm good. I'm good. You did, you, you did wow, it at the ne- same time. I didn't know what was happening. Neither of you answered. Wow. Also, please leave in the, the beautiful uh, singing at the beginning. <laughs> oh, I will. I will, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm good. It's actually just yeah. me by myself here. There's no, I'm recording a podcast alone this time. Yeah, it's um. Uh, I am pre-recorded, so I may occasionally yeah. just cut in while Jared's talking. Um, yeah, yeah. If that if that happens, it's actually just me by myself. Yeah, exactly. And I'm uh, a ghost, <laughs> guys. In the last episode, we no, I didn't do that. No, no. What? I was taking this. Don't worry, go and carry on. Uh, <laughs> okay. It was an extension of the pre- bit. I, I, pro- I damn pre-recording, Ben. <laughs> Yeah, you're actually here and can respond to me. Uh, in the last episode, <laughs> we were about to head out with Melly to head towards the university to try to find this book that apparently is supposed to help us save Hugo. That's his name, Hugo. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. at least, or at least, uh, uh, lessen this, the quickness of his disease spreading. His, yeah. his macula. From what I remember, it was. Um... It was more that it would allow uh, Lucas to create the li- the elixir that he he messed up right. in chapter eight. Right, right, fucking Lucas. Uh, which brings us to chapter nine, which is Shadows of the Ramparts. Is it okay over there? You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Carry on. <laughs> Shadow of the Ramparts. Which? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. It sounds like Ben's going through a tornado. <laughs> oh God, what's happening? <laughs> it sounds like you're going through a tornado. Are you okay? What, what you didn't know is that Ben's uh, office is right next to a giant stairway. His microphone just fell down three flights of stairs. <laughs> so that's what it sounded like. <laughs> it did. It sounded like you, you dropped your mic like, down a flight of stairs. Oh, now he's dead. He's gone. So I'm I'm here. We're good. Well, yeah, we're, you're, you're good. We're here. Good to know. Fucking okay, okay. okay. Go on. What ha- what happened? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> okay. It's haunted. Okay. okay. Uh yeah, so we were heading to the university to try to find the book that was supposed to help Lucas finish the elixir that was that was going to uh help the macula inside of Hugo. Um we get to just outside the the the, the town that the university is in. Uh, Millie and Amicia comment on there is town folk being evacuated from this town because of the rats, they assume. Uh, forcibly evacuated. Forcibly, right, right. Um, and you get to the entrance of, of this town and there's a there's an individual that is uh, had just been executed and Melly, we found out that that was actually one of Melly's uh, thief friends. Oh yeah, he was in the, um, what are they called? What are they called? They're like um I don't know. They're they're not like guillotine things. They're like the little head it's like your head and your hands are through it and you're like trapped inside. I don't know what's yeah, called. I ooh, s- ooh, oh yeah, what are those called? Um It's it's the typical medieval like hands to the side, head through the hole. Not shackles, but really like, over designed handcuffs. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> medieval handcuffs, essentially. Uh so I mean while I assume Kai is, is looking this up. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um yeah, so this is one of Millie's thief friends. Um mm-hmm. and 
she sort of has a moment where she's like, oh, my my friend, but it doesn't really get expanded on, if I remember correctly. No, that's literally it. She's like, oh, that, I knew that guy. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's keep going. Yeah. So now we are um, we are off to the university. Yeah. And, and this next section is just a variety of, is making your way through this castle slash town, you know, evading guards, uh, taking them out to try to reach the university. Um, yeah, it's um, it's more of what you've already done. Yeah, lighting lighting torches, uh, taking out guards using your acid rocks to melt their helmets. I guess. Yeah, this is one <laughs> of the um, it's one of the few chapters where um. There aren't any new mechanics from what I remember. Yeah, there's not. There's one it, a little bit later, but for the oh, most part, yes, you're pretty much yeah. doing the, you're pretty much doing the same thing. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't really feel like we need to to stick to um to the journey to the university for too long, to be honest, because... No, I, w- I would say there's like a handful of, of big moments. You come to, I think, the area that's probably... The medieval Thunderdome, like the little uh, murder pit in the middle with all the hanging bodies and stuff. Yes, yeah, with all the hanging bodies, and then you have to... It took, Honestly, it took me a while because there is this... It, it looks like a decrepit building with kind of the foundations around it still intact and around them is just multitude of bodies that are hanging throughout this building. You can see mm-hmm. it as you kind of walk up to it. Um, and I imagine this is used to keep the rats in that area because one of the bodies you can knock down off the chain and it'll fall and the rats will kind of go towards it, which allows you to enter this kind of building. And you see that there's just like blood and bones and skeletons all along the floor, which makes me think that they use this or they rigged this up to kind of keep the rats in that area. Yeah, well, it, it, it's called a pillory. Sorry. No, thank you. a long time. <laughs> forgot, that's the what thing doing. that we were talking about is called a pillory, which holds your hands and your head for public humiliation. Yeah, it's a very... Often made of wood or a metal framework uh, erected on a post. Yeah, it's a very... Yeah. Um, medieval european uh yeah. form of humiliation uh apparently they used to leave you there and then townspeople would throw uh excrement and rotten uh fruits and vegetables at you yes correct uh for, sounds, for fun sounds awful yeah sometimes you would also um be paraded through the town center for people to do that to you as well so yeah yeah, yeah. so you you make your way wading through this uh little sea of blood and bones coming to the other side again still doing more of the same of what we have been doing sneaking past the guards uh taking out lanterns to make the rats attack them and stuff like that uh eventually you'll come up to a cemetery which is this next section that we're at and to a locked gate that you can't pass through uh as you take a right from there you we find a new mechanic which are these spotlights so they're like these mechanisms that have light that you can you can rotate them in different directions to kind of give you a path through any kind of rats that are in the general vicinity. It's, it's a spotlight, essentially. Yeah, it's a spotlight. Yeah, yeah that's the medieval spotlight. Yeah, it's um, it, it's clever because you can use it simultaneously to clear a path of rats yeah, so yeah. that you can walk somewhere, but also to trap them. Yeah. If How you did you guys in a corner? Yeah. How did you guys feel about this like new mechanic? that was introduced kind of an extension on like the light that we've been using up until this point. Kai, do you want to, 
to your to your fin. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I think it was an interesting mechanic to add. I also think it was like kind of uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like it made sense, yeah. I guess, to add it. Like they needed a way to be able to like block off sections, right? And kind of make it more puzzly, and this seemed like a good a way, good enough way to approach it. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't. I think we only use it in this section really, and like a couple more times. So mm. it seems. Like it wasn't implemented across the rest of the game to the end as well as it could have been, or like built in as a as a mechanic that was further used. Um, but you know, I appreciate yeah. that they tried something different and tried to make it more interesting. Yeah, it's kind of an extension off of the like the what they're called the the bra- braziers or whatever they are, how they're controlled yeah, by yeah. the lever. This one just has like yeah. where that lever is, there's a light attached to that lever. It's like a lantern almost, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a it's like a lantern on a tripod, but it shoots a single beam of light like a spotlight mm. um no i i agree i like it i i honestly feel like i could have done with seeing more of this no i agree 100 yeah. percent. and like, like like i was saying you you see a little bit of it as we go into like the next couple chapters or so but it doesn't become necessarily a, a big component in the in the gameplay coming no, into the yeah, i also say like they they never implement it to where it's difficult i guess which is the I, most frustrating part like this is a great puzzle mechanic, right? Like being able to like draw lines that you can walk through, through the, you know, rats. Um, but like, it's always super easy and there's only oh, like ever like three of them. And like, I get that it wouldn't make sense that there's a ton of them like in reality, but this game clearly does not care about reality. So like <laughs> having like a whole maze you have to navigate through using this mechanic, I think would be really cool. And like a yeah. fun kind of break from the sling in which we're so used to using and like putting out fires but they they just seem to to do only like one or two or three of them in a section and then uh kind of just leave it behind which you know is a little disappointing yeah Yeah. it would also um not such a direct fin but it would also help to kind of set the scene like it would explain how these inquisition soldiers and how these french residents have been living with this plague Right, that, right. That's been infecting them, you know. Oh, okay. They have this clever system where they they line these lanterns up in a certain way so that it provides a path, mm. just to kind of yeah. like to, to add to it to explain how they they're living there, you know. I also think that's something that this game doesn't do a great job explaining is like how frequently does this happen? Because clearly there's like infrastructure put in place, especially like with the castle that the uh, group of kids are staying in the chateau that was Rouge. literally yeah the the sure i'm not gonna say it. uh that was literally designed um clearly to deal with this very specific issue of rats who are afraid of light so it's like how long has this been going on right. and how prepared are people to deal with it and we don't really get any of that backstory we just assume that this is like the first time this has happened in a while yeah um but i think it is really interesting like the infrastructure that they put in place to deal with this and especially with the lanterns you can angle or with the uh barristers or whatever they're called that you can like move on a track to kind of like force rats into these different areas where they're cordoned off like that's that's really cool Mm. but we never really get an explanation of who figured that out or why they needed to figure that out yeah exactly i mean even if it was like it it could have even sort of been tied into hugo a little bit right like you know maybe when hugo was born there was kind of like the first plague as like this per- as this carrier of this curse was born right and then you know he's getting close to the first threshold and that's why we're seeing 
more and this, more like progression of of rats that are coming out it, it definitely yeah. should have been expanded on a bit um, yeah i think that would have been nice and we see that more and more as we continue like you were saying just how the world and the guards are dealing with the rats i mean mm-hmm. actually perfect segue into this next scene because after you kind of make your way through the house right in front of the cemetery uh, you'll come up to a window and a cutscene happens where two guards are talking to one of the alchemists what do they call them they call them something yeah <clears throat> like ma- magisters um, or something like that yeah magisters yeah yeah because it's like it um i think that's a term for like wizards or or magicians or something some sort of arcane uh right word and he's he's working on standing outside working another concoction which is called um oh my gosh i wrote it down here uh, Episangius. Episangius. No, sorry. The, the concoction is called odorous. Odorous, right? But he, the, oh. the material that he needed for it was whatever word you just said. Yeah. Oh. It's this weird, like <laughs> Episangius. It's this weird, like yellow crystal that seems to grow like, out like, of the ground, but yeah, it seems it's, to be made of something. Like it's organic. really strange. But essentially, mixing that with sulfur will give you odorous, which if thrown in whatever direction will attract rats to that specific location. So just like we were talking about how trying to figure out the, the guards and the people in this world, trying to figure out more and more ways to deal with this rats, this being one of them that from their conversation, it seemed like this is something relatively new that they figured out. And it's limited because one of the guard asks like, why don't you give this to all of us so we can, you know, be better equipped to take on these rats. And the mm. magister is like, Oh, it's very precious and stuff like that. Even though like after this, we fucking find the shit all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. yeah, literally in every corner of every yeah. area we're going to be in. The, the easiest way I can explain it before we move on is, like, if anybody has played Gears of War 3, it's very similar looking to the <coughs> Lambent Crystals that are on mm, the Lambent yeah. Locust. That kind of hard yellow organic crystal. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so now we have this... Um, we have this new uh, alchemy concoction called yeah. Odorous. Um, but in this and this um <clears throat> this concoction introduces a new like relationship with the rats almost you know the rats were something that we were avoiding and the rats were something that you know we were using light to try to make our way through and in this sense we can almost direct them to places or to individuals like we we can use this to have rats attack guards and distract them while we run in different directions it just kind of changes the dynamic and the relationship we've had with the rats coming up to this point yeah 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 they, they kind of become like um almost, almost a like weapon a weapon yeah yeah exactly exactly it's interesting it's it's kind of a cool progression. Yeah, it's definitely. Um, although it did it did lead to the first puzzle that I. I mean, I struggled with the windmill puzzle a little bit, um, but this fucking cart puzzle that's coming oh, yeah. up in a little bit took me far longer than I care to admit. Like I struggled with this a lot. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. you know, you now have some sort of like mini puzzles that kind of get you used to how you can use odorous and like get rats in a corner and then turn a lantern to block them so that they can't pass the light and you know sort of teaching you this new mechanic and then yeah. uh you reach the cemetery which is where i believe the first kind of odorous puzzle is yeah so there's like a, a long gate and like a lantern and then like an area that like dips below uh and i i think we died a couple times playing through this section uh specifically um it is 
somewhat complicated like you have to point the light towards like an opening mm. uh, on like the far right hand side of the gate and then throw the odorous in the opposite direction so all the, the rats kind of run over there quickly and then grab like a big crate so you can get um so you can get down which i thought was it was interesting it was, like, yeah an interesting yeah um approach it, to using this new mechanic it's also interesting too coming from our perspective of like playing this game before where you come up to sections that you definitely remember like this took me a while to do this is gonna be oh, yeah yeah we had a lot we had a lot of those moments but honestly doing them a second time it, yeah uh it's less difficult so i don't know if that's just like from experience something to keep in mind for like multiple like the repetitive playthroughs of this yeah. the game does seem to get easier at least from our perspective from playing it the first time to playing it the second time yeah but... we had multiple instances where we're like oh i remember this taking a long time and being hard and then especially one, or two one tries. section later in the game in oh, particular yeah. like the first time we played through was incredibly <laughs> difficult like it was we almost quit playing the game because of how difficult it was yeah and this time when we were playing through like first try essentially first try like we just didn't know what was going on yeah. but that's fair see i i struggled with this puzzle so yeah so, so so what you're supposed to do like you said you're supposed to uh use this lantern there's essentially like this uh down small there's a massive downhill area just before the cemetery and then there is a small sort of downhill area to a barricaded gate and what this walkthrough says to do is to throw some of the odorous into that uh, to near that barricaded gate mm -hmm. and use the lantern to form a path that traps the light that uh, traps the rats in that gate so you can freely get this cart now i managed to suss that that wasn't the issue mm -hmm. uh the issue was i the rats didn't yes and the rats mainly because i struggled sometimes to get all of the rats into that area mm -hmm. um and then other times it was because I didn't know where to put the cart. <laughs> right, like, right. I I I assumed that the cart was was going um was going uh down into that little barricaded gate and I was gonna climb over the barricaded gate. Mm. Um, but I could not physically push the cart down the hill. It's also um, not that intuitive too, like the whole pushing mechanic. Like it's very kind of janky. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's like you, you, your camera, your camera stick turns the it like pivots the crate, and then the mm. left stick, the movement stick, moves it. It's very, it's very confusing. No, but I hundred percent agree with you, Ben. Like it, like in games, you don't put a new direction because like the way you come up onto this like area where the the cemetery yeah, is, the and there's like a new path to your left that's blocked by a small gate. And then like a large gate and then there's the, you know, the box behind it that you have to move. And like, yeah, you'd think that you'd have to keep continuing in the direction you were going. Yeah. But what you have to do is take the box Work your way back the way you yeah. originally came, push it down the hill and then get up that way, which is just, it's not very like there's no it doesn't make sense. It's right. not it's not how game design normally no. works. And so it is a moment where you're like, why is this not working? Why is it not going? Against yeah, it was very frustrating. And normally when when there is some form of backtracking, it's kind of obvious like it's alluded to like yeah. to to jump back in time quite a little bit uh back mm -hmm. when we played the water temple in ocarina you were bringing you way knew, back oh way way back you knew that you had to backtrack because you saw the symbol for zelda's lullaby so you was like okay right i need to backtrack at some point and play it on this to change the water level so you you knew that backtrack was coming but there's no prompt for backtracking this there's no like yeah. Oh, I can't because you can go down the hill. 
You right. can go down the hill and be in front of the barricaded gate. So everything points to you going that way. There's right, nothing right. to to suggest that that way is actually a dead end. Yeah. But nonetheless, you you manage it. The cart rolls down the hill, and uh, climb up it. Climb up on the ledge, mm-hmm. and now we have more guards to murder. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would say that like the leading up to kind of this other important part that that happens is more of the same again: killing guards with rocks and using the new our newfound uh, odorous power to direct rats to guards, which is very satisfying. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a deodorant. <laughs> odorous. odorous get your odorous now do you smell like a rat yeah. do you not want to smell like a rat anymore Use a- or do you want to smell like more rats because it attracts rats to you so maybe it's like are you into, are you into rats <laughs> are you into rats well I got the product for you use axe body sprays <laughs> well eventually you come into this open courtyard that's right in front of the university and here it's there's a multitude of guards. There's different approaches that you can take. Essentially, what we did was in the very in the in the middle, and what we've kind of learned from kind of progressing through this town is that the guards and the Inquisition have been capturing the rats and unleashing them into different parts of the town. Um, and there's there's two caged rats there, so you can immediately hit those and knock them out, and those will eat the two guards that are below there. Um, and then what we did was essentially use those rats to at least pick off the guards that are in that general vicinity, you know, taking out their lancer, then they're just using the rats against them. But how did yeah. you how did you approach this, Ben? No, I feel like it was much the same way. Um, yeah. combination of freeing the rats and then using pots to distract people or like stones on helmets if anything was there. And then just abusing this new rat wielding yeah. power that I unlocked to to devour the guards. Yeah, and and these might have been in the game before, but I found that the shield guards, obviously, you know, you can throw the, I already forgot the name of it, the the helmet melty rock or whatever it is at the guards, and, like, they'll take their helmet off. But with the shield guards, they can take their helmet off, and you have a very split second before they, like, lift that shield yeah. back up to pull up, block their head. Yeah, you're just, you're just kind of screwed, screwed at that point. Yeah, yeah, they are, they're a pain. 100 yeah. percent uh also me and jared uh continually forget that you can dodge in this game oh yeah which, yeah which which is so literally helpful. every time we play we're like we keep dying and we're like oh shit we can dodge not, <laughs> not only that but also remembering that like because we have like the the sleep material which you can like walk behind guards and knock them out if you get caught by a guard if you have some of that on you you can use that to hit them and knock them out and essentially not get killed which I also forgot a lot during yeah, this game. I didn't Most of the game, actually. That. Yeah, I didn't start doing that until, like, chapter 14 or 13. And there are 17 chapters, so yeah, you're talking the last yeah. quarter. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you make your way through that section, and then you come up into the university. And now you're inside the university. Chapter 10. Wave the rose. Oh, okay. I was like, did I just stroke <laughs> out or that, something? Is everybody here? And, and- oh sorry 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 <laughs> that was a long suspenseful pause let me tell you i thought i stroked really out you know uh chapter 10 the way of the rose so you're inside of the university and now you have to try to find the book which the university is also a library and there's tons of books everywhere something the lucas told amicia before she left is she said it said follow the roses or something like that so there is a handful i mean the game's 
relatively linear in the sense. So like if you didn't know this, the game guides you through it anyways. But there is in certain sections of the university, there's these big, large rose banners that are that are hanging from the walls. And essentially following those is the right way you're supposed to go again. The game's super linear anyway, so like even if you didn't know that, the game just pushes you in that direction. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I think um, I think Amishia actually makes a comment on it because when you come yeah, in, when she walks one in. Of, yeah, one of the doorways has a banner with a rose on it, and she's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that must be that, that was that's what Lucas was talking about." So, and yeah. you can't, you can't really get lost because the doors that you can't enter are locked. Right, so it's just, not like there's like a bunch of like branching paths and stuff like that. If anything, most of them just lead to like either material or collectible items like none of them are pretty like expansive like it, it, like i said it's very linear yeah but anyways you go through here and you realize that the inquisition is also here too and you find out that they are looking for the book as well and you're wondering like why are they looking for the book why are they doing this why are they here uh and the university has been ransacked like all the books that were on these shelves are just everywhere all the shelves are empty which helps amesia because that's less looking that she has to do <laughs> she's like sweet yeah. um there's a, there's a handful of little puzzles uh in the beginning of the university where you're similar moving these large uh crates to sections to help you climb up higher to different areas and stuff like that i can I, would you call those a puzzle yeah pushing are something you- to help you jump a puzzle i guess so Sort of, yeah. Are you no? I'm, I'm thinking later on. I'm thinking way later on. No. Um, oh no no no! This is this is like right in the beginning when you walk in. The one yeah, you're talking I, about Ben is a hundred percent a puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is. I guess it's a puzzle of in 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 a sense, you know. Yeah, very, I guess very you're very not simple like puzzle, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you use this crate to get onto a higher ledge that allows you to progress to the next room because there are there are in- Inquisition guards in the lower half of the university. Um, when you come into the next room, a cutscene happens, and this is your first introduction to Vitalis. Vitalis? Vitalis? Vitalis. Vitalis, who is the Grand Inquisitioner. Inquisitioner. Inquisitor. 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 Grand Inquisitor. Yes. He is the Um, person who is overseeing the Crusade of France. Correct. Uh, He's a terrifying individual very old one gray eye he is scary. he is um by this time's uh standard he is fucking ancient oh 100 percent. if amicia is like if, if she's middle, like middle aged then he is whatever beyond what he's normally being dead would be oh he's easily like past 80 he's got to be early oh, 80s like so but you see that he's like injecting himself with fucking blood and stuff like that. He's just living forever. He's found the family. Yeah, he's a. Do you see? Am I miss? Am I forgetting? Do you see a cutscene when you come in, where the carriage arrives and it talks about Vitalis, but you don't see him. Yeah, you don't see him. The car- when you walk up right before the university, Robert, right before you go in, the kind of the side door, there is a carriage there, and I think you hear guards talking about it, but you don't see yeah, him until yeah. this part right here. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, he's a scary dude. Yeah. yeah, you find out too that he has been bitten by the rats, and what they're injecting into him is the what is it called? Can we just call it the lambent? The lambent. Okay, there you go. Uh, sure. It's called espanguis. Episanguis. Episanguis. Yes, so he's been bitten, and they're using this episanguis or the lambent to essentially 
keep the infection at bay. Um, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, like, I don't know either. Can like well because so, like so obviously because it's not the odorous right it's not this right. thing that attracts the rats so it's, it's but a, it's an ingredient in that it's an ingredient in that right and correct logic would dictate that if you're mixing sulfur with this product then this product would be the primary ingredient right. it's, it's, it's the, not the sulfur that's attracting the rats exactly right so right and you can also put two and two together and come to like a conclude i mean maybe i'm hitting five instead of four but like it seems as if this product is like a byproduct of people rotting in the nests of the rats. Something like that. Because there was a corpse that they were like pulling this from, that they were like extracting from, that they were putting yeah, in him. It's like people have been like put into the walls of the nest, and this is like a byproduct of them decomposing. Also, this is the 1300s. They are probably injecting random shit into their veins all the fucking time. They had no Dude, idea what they were doing. They still thought that there were fucking like four humors and that bloodletting was a way to cure the flu. Like it's- <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I just I, I don't understand how this active ingredient that's supposed to attract, attract rats. the rats and is made by the rats is somehow staving off the bite. I don't understand, and it's never explained. Do, isn't that how like with venoms don't they do that don't they use venom in like the antidote for venoms for like snakes and stuff like that Isn't yeah that a thing? but but the, the the way that that works is because it's you you mix it with something so you That's don't true. just you you take the venom and you're not mix just shooting it. up yeah. viper venom into your <laughs> yeah, veins exactly yeah you're, you're mixing it with something <laughs> that is gonna you know similar to like how antibodies fight infection is this yeah, a similar process yeah. to that if you just straight up injected yourself with rattlesnake venom you, you're not going to be immune to it you know like you're going to be bitten by a rattlesnake just without the bite yeah, essentially uh yeah i don't know the logistics of how this works but <laughs> apparently it stops his bite from happening yeah if anybody knows 1300 uh french medicine um yeah, if anybody's an expert know. in 1300s demon rats, uh, we would love your opinion on the show. Step aside. I'm oh. an expert. I'm just kidding. I, I was like, did you find something? Let us know. <laughs> no, not no, at Actually, all. I am going to look up, um, while you guys talk, I, I will have a, le- a little look and see if I can work out what's going on. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, compl- I'll, okay. I'll describe the rest of this cutscene. So, yeah, so you're introduced to Vital as the Grand Inquisitor. He's being injected with this this uh lambent is what we're calling it to 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 stop the progression of his rat bite um but it also walks in two guards who have kidnapped the smith's son there's like it's a famous smith that's in your roderick and essentially what they need roderick for is they they've obviously scoured this university looking for this book and they've found a door that they're not able to open and essentially that door was built by roderick's dad to keep people like vitalis away from important you know, information. All, there's a lot of like uh, sacred books that are down in this area. So they've they've killed and tortured Roderick's father, and now are have Roderick captive, and they're going to use him to open this door. Uh, Misi is watching all of this from like the banisters or the upper level of the of the university, and now you're tasked with following the Inquisitors and captured Roderick to this door to get into what you assume is where the eventual sacred book you're trying to find is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you don't, um, 
as far as I know, it's not like I expected it to be like um, you know, like a mission in GTA. I know it sounds silly, but like an mission in GTA where they're like they're looking behind to see if anyone's following them. There was none of that. No, no, no. You literally can even... walk behind them until you get to an area where there's more than just the the two guards and Roger. There's a couple more guards you have to hide, but you can literally just walk behind them and and you'll be fine. Exactly, and it's like it, it's weird though because there are all these boxes there and like these corners that you can look around, but. It's never a mechanic, but the level's no, no, designed no. for it to be a mechanic. It's, it's, it's literally just just crouching behind these couple people as they walk towards this doorway. Yeah. Um, but you eventually do get to the this large room with this door in it that Roderick is supposed to open. Uh, Amicia is now tasked with above. There is a very, very large chandelier, which if hit crushes one of the guards that were standing just a couple of feet behind Roderick. Uh, and then that gives Roderick time to attack the guard that was essentially holding him captive in the beginning. Oh, is this the, um, this is the heavy guard because there's a heavy armor guard that you can't hit with your slingshot. Correct, you correct. can't melt his armor for some yes. reason, question he is, mark? Because he has super armor, Ben. God. He's a big, hefty dude who is impervious to all things except for chandeliers. <laughs> except for very large chandeliers falling on that top of him. That is weird. Weakness. Uh, yeah, so you yes, there's that large guard that is crushed with the chandelier, and then Roderick hits the small guard that's been that was next to him. Uh unfortunately the chandelier fell, started a fire inside of the university. Um, and as Roderick is trying to get this door open, you now have to fend off waves of guards that are coming towards you um and protect Roderick. Uh we did this a couple times because <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. There's a lot of guards. Like, okay, the the sling is not the most intuitive thing to use no. in the world, if we're being honest. Uh, also, like, it'll lock on, and then by the time that you release to hit the person as it's locked on, the person will have moved, like, 10 feet forward, and his head will be in a completely different place than you're throwing the stone. So it's like, oh, God. So then people running at you through flames is, you know, 10 situations are not the best for the sling, but it is literally your only option in yeah. this section is to kill them. I would it. say it's also more of the, I guess, what you would call reloading, you know, putting another rock in your sling. Like the time that that takes, which I'm pretty sure there's like a, a crafting thing, which you can craft to be more efficient at that, but whatever. Uh, that takes a long time. That was one of the reasons why I died a lot was just trying to get another rock in my sling to wind up to get the guard. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it, it yeah. it's um, it's just hard. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's um, yeah, literally, like you said, you know, it takes a long time to to charge up a full shot, and mm -hmm. people will move, and you'll miss them. And when this you have like, sorry, sorry I was going to say, when you have like seven fucking guards <laughs> charging at you, it's um, it's, it's also stressful. Something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but this is where we found out that or we found out that we could dodge because in a panic to try to do something to stop this guard from killing me, I pressed circle and I was like, oh, yeah. And if you, do if you dodge, like, the guard gets angry and, like, slams his sword on the floor, but he just stands there for a second, which gives you time to hit them. Yeah. Fun fact, if you don't use your dodge, use your dodge. It's great. Yeah. Use your dodge. 100% also, use the dodge and have one of those sleeping potions always right. made just in case. Right, right. Uh, like, I, I mean, it's convenient that they all do the same uh like grumpy grumpy uh celebration of you know not killing you but like why couldn't they there couldn't be like two different animations that at least yeah they all do like, the they same literally thing. all do the exact same thing you dodge and they're like Rah! and they like hit the ground with their sword and like seriously 
like every time yeah <laughs> well, they, they completely stopped their forward momentum though like even no, if even if like putting you are a foot in front of them yeah. they will still be like no i have to it is it is the the way like this guard could, could this be. guard could easily just like pivot and then stab me i mean honestly this is another criticism <clears> that i think <throat> we both have with this game is that the yeah, uh, yeah, I, the AI is God, it's awful. And yeah. I like, you know, I think we brought this up before, but it is because it's, at least my uh, opinion is it's because this is not a, obviously, AAA studio, so resources were limited and they had to choose places to kind of cut to make it seem like a double A indie title in a sense. Um, and I think that's just one of the ones that, that really does like affect, you know, um, your like suspended belief in the game it's just how bad the ai is programmed and it just makes you yeah. feel like you're like oh these idiots yeah it's it's like it's like hard at sometimes and then like ridiculously easy at other times yeah which is not good game balancing <laughs> no, no not at all uh eventually roger does get the door open and you come down this kind of secret staircase to this underground cave uh, you lock the Inquisition guards out and you progress your way further into this game. Uh, for a second, Amicia and Roderick both bond over their dead parents, which is nice. Um, <laughs> and you'll find your way into another library that's underneath the current university one that you were at before. And that's where Roderick says that his father created this the, the door and this area for secret restricted books for people like the Inquisition to never find. Uh, this is where we come to the puzzle that you were talking about before, Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you walk in and there's four levers similar to ones that we've done with like the, the water puzzle, not water puzzle, the boat where we pulled the boat back and forth, similar uh, cranks to those situations. And essentially, if you turn these cranks, it'll lift certain sections of the library up. So there'll be like bookshelves of books that will move up and down when you depending on which way you're, you're, you're pointing them. Essentially, you have to find a way, because when you walk in here, you turn around and you realize that the book that you were looking for is right behind you, the the Sanguinis Itinera. Ah. Great pronunciation. Beautiful. Beautiful. Chatto. Uh, and you have to find a way to get up there. So <laughs> okay. es- essentially, you have to... You were doing so well up until that point. You have to, essentially, you have to maneuver the bookshelves in a way where you can make your way around the room to the opposite side where the book is. Um, ben, how did mm-hmm. you like this puzzle? I... Puzzle in quotes. It's a puzzle. I, I liked it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah, it's it was fine. I didn't really. Mm. It seems very daunting at first, yeah. um, but it's actually rather simple. You just have Roderick yeah. pull things up in a certain way, and you put a cart underneath it, and then yeah. you run across. And there's almost like an order to it too. Like one Pretty of the much, one yeah. of, one of the sections is you see that there's a cart being like crushed on top of one of the bookcases. So you lift the bookcase and you move the cart out. So clearly that cart has to go somewhere. You see on the opposite side of the room there's two. Uh, bookshelves that are essentially uneven and you can use the cart to push them and make them even as they fall down and then it just it just involves like as you climb up ordering Roderick to move certain bookshelves that help you move across the opposite side of the room yeah it was yeah. it was just a standard puzzle but it was nice this one was more puzzly than in the beginning where you're just pushing the cart to the ledge and hopping up the ledge yeah it, but it, it was nice to see these carts having like a different use i guess like you know they're they're not just carts now they were like holding up these fins and i, I don't know if they'd support the weight of that book case yeah. <laughs> real, but like 
suspend the disbelief. That's what the theme is for this game is uh, suspended disbelief. <laughs> um, well, eventually you do make your way around to the other side and you, f- you, you get the Sanguis Intenera, the book. Sanguis Intenera. Uh, which was said in Italian, which I didn't mean to do. I was trying to do French. The Sanguis Intenera. <laughs> Uh, and you you grab the book and hop down and, and realize the inquisition inquisition is <laughs> the inquisition, the inquisition. <laughs> the inquisition has caught up to both of you and vitalis is there with you and he's like what are you gonna do with that book he's here i want to save my brother he's like your brother's dad that's the that's that's that's, that's the tldr of the cutscene dark <laughs> um yeah so, so they just have the conversation of uh an interesting tidbit that Vitalis reveals in this is he said that he's been watching Amicia and Hugo for their entire lives, essentially waiting for the macula to essentially awaken inside of Hugo. So he knew Hugo was probably going to be the one that, that had this macula inside of him. And he's like, it's like, I've been watching you since you were little kids, which is a little terrifying, but it's gross. Yeah. This, I'm sorry. I'm just on a side note. I'm reading this wiki about um, Vitalis. And uh, yeah. it says here, he's clearly an advanced middle age. That yeah. is not middle age. He's so old. Bro, that's what that's what 40s looked like back then. You had no skin cream. Didn't have no I'd, fucking... I'd like to think you know. he's one of those like old where like even... Like if it flashed back to like when Amicia was like two years old, he's watching, he's still just that fucking old, just like standing in a bush watching these nah, children. He's like... He's actually only 17 years old. He just looks really bad. Yeah. It's just the pot. This, right? this is what drugs do. <laughs> don't do meth. All right. Don't, don't. Uh, Even if there's nothing else to do and you're trapped in 1300s, don't do meth. That is the. Uh, also, don't pull blood world. from random corpses and put it into your own body. That's probably will. That probably will do it too. Unsafe uh, blood transfusions. Probably not the best for you. Makes your not skin bad. all wrinkly and one of your eyes will be gray. So don't do drugs, kids. So. Just as a um, like a wrap up of Vitalis, because I cannot find any explanation as to what this does. So the only thing it says here is that, um, basically, the even his own soldiers don't know why he's surviving, and they're like, "Is this working, <laughs> like or is it because of his faith in God?" <clears throat> yeah, that is literally it. Um, lots of comparisons to him and. Emperor Palpatine for some reason. Um, he does give me big Emperor Palpatine <laughs> vibes. Big Palpatine vibes. Do it. He'll he does have do very it. big Palpatine vibes. Um, so why do these people follow such like frail old men? Like bro, he has power, dude. Does he? Just in his title, he's a fucking. Was he chancellor? Hmm? He's a chancellor. No, what chancellor. Is he? Palpatine's <laughs> a chancellor. Take a take a chancellor on me, all right? Yeah. Come on, guys. Uh, he's the Grand Inquisitor. So That's what sorry. I was trying to say. He's the Inquisitor. He has the title. Okay, yeah. And they're like, I guess this. Yeah. I guess. I mean, not talk. not really though, because. Have we gotten to the point where the guy comes in and is like, I'm taking away your title? No, that's much no, later. No, that's later, yeah. Oh, Which okay. I'll, I'll talk about that because I'm very confused. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm generally confused. <laughs> I'm just generally confused while I'm playing this. Everything all the uh, time. So. But, but back to that cutscene. So uh, um, Roderick and Amicia run to the back corner of the room and Roderick reveals kind of a secret lever and he pulls it and a, a, a wall comes down separating the Inquisition from them, giving Amicia and Roderick time to kind of escape and flee the university. Uh, you run through the bottom 
underground university, different doors and stuff. Eventually, you make your way to outside of the university. Uh, and this is when you're introduced to a, another new mechanic called in- Extinguish, which does yeah, this exactly one's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Puts out fires. Yeah, which this is, Roger um, was just keeping in his pocket this whole time? It's not just that. Can we discuss how... Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I have a feeling Kai would know, but... Um, wow, I feel offended oh and I don't even know what happened. Bro, no. don't feel offended. What what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, alchemy... I mean, maybe Jared will know, actually. Alchemy wasn't public knowledge during the 1300s, like, during the Middle oh. Ages. Nah, I mean, not. I mean, it wasn't public knowledge in the sense people... Like, are you saying, like, your average Joe would not know how to do it? Correct. It was also, like, directly against the church, so you would have been fucking beheaded for practicing alchemy roger gives me big like carpenter vibes he wouldn't be practicing alchemy yeah exactly. he's a oh, blacksmith no. son man like it's yeah. 100 people would know alchemy exists but he wouldn't be like hey if you mix these two fins you can put out fire like there's no feasible way no, no chance but he doesn't he doesn't actually say like this is how you do it he just gives us the ingredients the puts out fire. he's like i found this and he's like maybe you can use it and oh. then we're like, oh, and then we instantly know how to make it. That is a problem. That's I mean, also an issue. That's, not, yeah. <laughs> that's an issue, but it's a less of an issue than being like, Roderick knows how to make. Maybe ex- maybe spending I, a profoundly long time with or, Lucas. Or, okay, look, look, he's really taught us big things. loop here. What happened is, is that in the blacksmith's industry, uh, they have to be able to put out uh, fire on hot metal and wood, and they have de- developed some form of uh, substance to do that, which also can put out fires in general. There you go. You're welcome. Sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't. Sure. What can I, I can't say anything. So, you can't argue with that, can you? No. So with your new extinguished powers, you go through putting out fires and sticking your new rat friends on all of the guards. Um, and essentially, you're 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 trying to flee the university because it is it is in flames at this point. Your your small chandelier fire has now turned into a very large fire, and the university is going to come down. Yeah, it's going to take a long time to recover. The insurance claim is going to be real difficult. So it's you making your way. Eventually, you'll be inside the university trying to escape guards, and it's just you and Roderick running through flames, essentially, trying to get out of the university and, and head back, essentially, because you have the book now. Surprised the book survived this run through this burning building, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. you did uh- I mean, this is what happens when you have a magic book. Like, they're just, they're fine. <laughs> magic book and alchemy carpenter man with you. Anything's possible. Yep. Anything's we should possible. also say, he, he's a big dude. We should also say, like... Oh, he's 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 built. He's, like, he's like bus- busting down doors and stuff like that. And yeah, Roger like, like he's, um, he's probably Misha's age and easily twice her size. 100%. Just throw over her shoulder. <laughs> Take her away. <laughs> I love this sentence here in the walkthrough. It's like, Amisha gives one final look at the library, touched by the huge cultural loss of all those books that had to suffer. The Inquisition destroyed the inside of the university. It's already been destroyed. (laughs) It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Uh, That concludes chapter 10, which we now head to chapter 11, alive. I'm still alive. Just one for my Pearl was that, was that your Pearl Jam impression? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful, Ben. Never changed. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, chapter, li- chapter alive. Fuck. Chapter 11 <laughs> starts with Jeremy Roger. <laughs> God fucking damn it. 
starts with Roderick and Amicia making their way back to the Chateau, meeting up with Lucas and Hugo. Uh, Amicia introduces Roderick, who is now a newfound member of their group, uh, and Lucas freaks out over the the, the book that she found. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the the TLDR of that <laughs> that cutscene. No, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he literally. She's like, oh, let's go eat, you know, celebrate our safe return. Yeah. And Lucas just like, yeah, one minute. Like, I'm reading this book. I love how, like, uh, Hugo's like, what is your name? And he's like, I'm Roderick, but shh. And I was like, what? What, is, <laughs> what does that mean? Why does he have to be quiet about that? What have you done, Roderick? Who's after you? Roger, Roderick's been building doors across the city, man. Right. <laughs> so Roderick's a handsome lad, too, which means he's probably got some, he's got some, some illegitimate children some, out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, well, this is where we get one of the the first time skip of the game not the last but one of the first time skips skips to three weeks later and their chateau is now covered in a blanket of white snow we are now in december of 1348 mm-hmm. i like that i like that it was setting. a good winter on it was the good winter. Oh. it was a good winter it was the winter of 1378 uh you're outside with roger and roger's like hey have you guys have you guys opened this door before and they're like no no, no we haven't been able to open it and roger just like blasts through this door and it's like oh cool essentially oh, it's yeah. just a shortcut to the courtyard but it's, a, I guess, a little bonding situation well, with Roderick on. and I mean, there's, there's that wee little uh, side bit that you're not allowed to go down, but they show you. <laughs> you know that, like, oh, yeah. there's a staircase that's, like, boarded off, and you go to go down it, and Roderick's like, ah, I don't know, you, nobody's been down there for a while, probably you shouldn't go down there. And it's like, oh, Roderick's okay. only been here for a couple of weeks, and he already knows the lay of the land. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, like, trust sure. me. That's where the super rats are. We don't want to go back down there. <laughs> even but worse yeah. than regular rats i like uh, the um yeah I, I like the setting of the the snow and stuff it was a nice yeah i nice think it's changes. cool to kind of see see this this environment throughout the seasons you know see it like physically change yeah also when was, was like, christmas no, no no when was christmas like culturally accepted uh i i, I don't know but i'm pretty sure early christmas was about like literally just rioting uh at a certain point <laughs> well, it's about happiness and gifts I, I vaguely remember reading a book about the history of christmas and i if i remember correctly early christmas was legit just about like having a riot because uh, you know what else is there to do with I, I know the christians like 12th century i know the christians stole it from the pagans like it was originally oh, the oh, yeah stole everything yeah <laughs> just in general um, but no, i'm just curious because there's no <clears throat> i don't remember any mention of christmas in this. in this section no okay and you would think that everybody hugo had been like where's my presence presents oh. started when jesus was born you're lying 100 <laughs> percent. the earth is two thousand years old uh, it started <laughs> the earth is two thousand years old you cannot convince me otherwise uh, um i mean there was there was saturnalia by the romans and that was started in like the like uh bc or whatever oh so <laughs> literally thousand years or so before yeah but it wasn't it wasn't like christmas it was just like the celebration of the winter solstice yeah saturnalia right okay um uh, uh, welcome to christmas in the early 17th century christmas was canceled because people were getting too rowdy so Ooh, oh shit. christmas is canceled this year they're like no more rioting <laughs> yeah jolly old saint nick was like oh, guys, Jesus, guys. Break no we're good we're good <laughs> <laughs> sort of like glass smashing. No, we're fine. Uh, uh, okay, continue while I read about Christmas. Yeah, so after this, a, cut, a cutscene happens. Whoa. <laughs> Jared. 
You're gonna have to put a, <laughs> put a warning. <laughs> Strong language. I mean, our podcast. This scene happens our, anyway. Our podcast is a little mature, so uh, there you go. Um, Jesus, cutscene. A cutscene happens in the midst of uh, Roderick and Amicia just out in the courtyard, where Lucas is yelling at Amicia that something is wrong with Hugo. Amicia runs into the castle, and Hugo is curled up on the floor looking like he's seizing essentially uh and lucas tells me you see that he is he is he's going through the progression of this threshold that he has reached the second threshold exactly uh but unfortunately lucas tells me that he can't complete the cure in the with the equipment they have and in order to do so he needs a more a, a proper laboratory laboratory as lucas called it to use laboratory uh, okay. Oh, hit me. Uh, Chris, Chris, Christmas. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> to read about Christmas. Uh, Christmas was was uh, first celebrated uh, in uh, Rome, December twenty fifth, three hundred and thirty six A.D. Oh, so Christmas so, was here. Christmas, Christmas been around. All right. Christmas was here. They were celebrating it. Uh, yeah, and it's the celebration of the winter solstice. Mm. Okay, but was uh, that like gift giving Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> okay. With so much, with so much confidence. It was Jesus. It was Jesus Christmas. I don't know when we started oh. giving gifts. I think that was. Oh know, yes, the uh, you know. I'm reading Wikipedia, guys. All right, it's not that in depth. <laughs> the, birth, <laughs> the, the birthday of the uh, Middle Eastern Jewish man in the summer uh, that's celebrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben, right, you know what? Are you kidding me? Jesus was white. Jesus is a hundred percent white. Anything else? God. He's from Israel. He's obviously white. He's as white as he's as white as the stars on our flag. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> there is two thousand years old. Um, but Hugo is, is fit uh, Hugo. and yeah. Yes. So now we, um, I believe it's Amicia who's like, oh, my mum was experimenting with alchemy stuff. Right. Maybe she has a lab. Yep. And now we have to make our way back to the Derun estate to see if they can find anything that Amicia's mother used to help, uh, not Hugo, Lucas, finish up his cure. Lucas's cure. I mean, Hugo's cure. Fuck, there's too many characters. <laughs> Bro, there's like six. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not that many characters. <laughs> well, I can't remember. There's too many names. Oh, yes. But uh, now we have a uh, <clears throat> big plot twist. Ooh, da -da -da -da. biggest plot twist. In the middle of this, Melly and Arthur have made their way back to the chateau. <laughs> Mega uh, baby. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I hope not. Uh, and Arthur informs Amicia that while he was captured, he heard a name being thrown around of another prisoner that was being taken. Beatrice Derun. <gasps> Their mother is alive! My mother, she leaves. And Amicia's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you save her? <laughs> and they're like, oh, we had to tell you. Yeah. Like, I don't uh, but she's, she's very adamant of not letting Hugo know. She's like, don't say anything to Hugo. He's a little boy. He's going to want to go save her right now. And he has his weird macular disease. Well, no, fucking we can't surprise, tell. bitch. Unfortunately, Hugo at the top of the <laughs> stairs listening to the entire conversation. It's like, fuck these fuckers. Mama, and just runs off. Yeah, yeah it says here he fucking soon cute. faints on account of him passing the second threshold. I thought he fainted because he found out his mum was alive. But... <laughs> no, no, no. He, passed, he passed the second threshold. Yeah, he goes and passes out and seizes up and stuff like that. And they're like, you know what? Let's just let's just go to bed, everybody. It's it, it's late. Let's just, let's just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as always with the castle, that was uh, the end of that chapter. It was very short. We walked around a bit, and then there was a cutscene. 
Yeah, it, it's either like really long and a lot of combat, and then it's like two cutscenes in the end of a chapter. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. It's just like you chill. Why not? We don't need to put this at the back, the end of a chapter. You know? It'd be its own thing. It's nah, fun. nah. We are French. We do not believe in the balance of chapters. We will have one chapter that is an hour and thirty minutes, and one that is five minutes long. It does not matter. Again, that was the that all, was the uh, a live reenaction of the developer uh, meeting before making all of our French speaking listeners if you're french if you speak french if you're the developer and you're listening to this i apologize mm. we will just smoke cigarettes and not make this job there <sighs> sounds like some uh some of a stereotype is fucking on point mm, is it? stereotypically on yeah. point but on point. yeah yeah, 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 yeah there you go stereotypically on point look if i can mock the u.s <laughs> i will mock the shit out of france all right it's not discrimination I mean, I that's if not you how hate it works because i'm from the u.s <laughs> Friggin it's not racism white. if it, if if it's against the French. It's just true, right? That's that's how it works. Uh, Kyle, I mean, Kyle, if, Kyle, if Kyle back. canceled yeah. <laughs> according to the English, yeah, the English have yeah. a very big disdain <laughs> of the French. So, still chapter twelve. Uh, it's titled. Still, it's titled All that remains, uh, and it starts with Abyssia and uh, fuck Lucas, Lucas making their way back to the the Rune Estate. Uh, as they walk through, they notice that there is Inquisition stands still scattered about. So they're like, gotta, you know. <laughs> just standing for them. They have like concert. Yeah, games. I was no. like, wait, are people stand in the Inquisition? No, like, no, 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 no. In- in- Inquisition stands. Like they're like, they're flags, they're banners. Y'all are doing the good work. No, they're the banners, <laughs> not the people. Hey, Preach yeah, the Lord's the word. <laughs> why, are, why are they Southern? Are they, are they, are they French? <laughs> It might as well be. Uh, Inquisition stands, banners scattered about, not random people just standing about doing the <laughs> Lord's work. <laughs> Fuck. This is, we have devolved. We're, we've moved so far away from actually following the game. Are you kidding me? I'm trying to keep this on track. Dude, I would love a fucking like, PC mod where they're like, just stands the Inquisition standees. Uh, <laughs> like, actually, the Inquisition was a pretty good thing. If you think about it culturally, like, no, I really no, like no. it. Mass genocide? Or... Uh, yeah, a very good time. Amicia <laughs> and uh, Lucas come up to a very large hole with a sea of rats inside of it. Mm-hmm. And they are confused because the, Amicia and Lucas are not in any kind of light. You know, it's nighttime. They're just out in the open and the rats are paying no attention to them. They I'm are just waiting for it. I'm in this little it. swirl in this hole. And they're like, that's weird. Those rats aren't coming towards when us. You I wonder what's swirl, happening. Could you, could you mean perhaps like a tornado? Oh, we're not we're not at rat tornadoes just yet, but it's getting close though. Mm. It's starting to <laughs> resemble are, it. Pr- <laughs> if I was a if I was a meteorologist, I would say that there is the perfect weather conditions mm-hmm. uh, in which have come together to create some sort of uh, spinning vortex of rats. <laughs> yeah, that's my profession. They're, they're starting to spin. They haven't like. Golden they haven't, they haven't taken tornado form, but they're they're getting there. They're they're yeah. they're, 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 they're cold front it. from an east and the warm front from the west, <laughs> and those two things come together are brewing. Let me tell you. But anyways, you you pass the pre rat tornado rat tornado, and you continue mm. through. Uh, at, at, there's 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 more rats that you're making your way through. It's interesting because you find some fallen guards that are are begging Amicia for mercy, and this is kind of where you see a shift in Amicia, and she's just like. Fuck you guys! You guys didn't give me any mercy. You killed my family. I think you have the option to kill them as well. Oh, I, I did. Oh, you killed them? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, then it was like really? I fucking ended their. As lives. soon as he was like, "Save me!" I slingshotted him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> and Lucas was like, "Wow!" He was like ill, and like he was 
you know, like that was a bit brutal. Uh, and then the second time, he was just like, "You really don't like these people, do you?" <laughs> yeah, like, they murdered but my even family. Wait, you you do? <laughs> you, you enjoyed them? She turns to him with a sling. Do you? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Of course, of course not. Name uh, the total last muscles. thing you hear before you die is just the the, the faint whistle of a sling. <laughs> Um, but you, you come into another open area, and this is where you find Amicia's father, where he was killed, his frozen body laying on the floor. Um, and as you approach his body, uh, rats come piling in from every direction in this area that you are, and they cover his body, and his body seems to disappear. And then... Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying it like he's just laying there, but it seems to be that all of the rat evilness is uh, not around him coming coming out from around his yeah. body. He's yes. he's essentially like there's there's snow. Obviously, it's winter and everything. There's a, there's a circle of snow with none of that kind of rat evil. Because as you walk in this area, it's all over the walls. It's everywhere except for around Amicia's father. Yeah, mm. it's almost like he has the the pre immaculate as well, mm. which is why they killed him. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but as the rats engulf your father and bring him into the earth, they start to form. Which, if I asked <laughs> a meteorologist, Kai, you're a meteorologist, right? What would you say this, this form is that they're taking? Uh, you know, it, it was some sort of swirling upward vortex with a spout on the would top. You uh, tornado? I, I think I, I think I could safely say from a meteorological in, in your in your professional opinion. I would say it's a rat tornado. This is a rat it's tornado. Rat tornado. Yeah, it happened, guys. Tornado, we, we, we spoiled it also, in the beginning. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let, let's just think about this. These are some dramatic-ass rats. Mm -hmm. They left his body there for months. It has been months <laughs> at this point. They waited for us to show up, and they were like, now is the time. Now is the time to make the rat tornado and carry his body away. Like, what? You had so much time, and now? Now is when you go about it? Of course. Of course. You're like, this is going to make a good story. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, it uh, and not only have the rats formed this, they've taken form of tornado. They now have just taken out the lantern that was sitting next to you. They can just attack the lights and the lanterns and yeah. take out the fire. And they're no longer when in tornado form, no longer afraid of light, no. which, you know, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So this now was, um, well, hang on. Don't fucking don't glance over this, man, because this is like. No, I wasn't talking about just taking it out the rat tornadoes, but yeah, oh, go no, ahead. Okay, I was going to say no because this is like a like rat tornado in principle, fine, whatever. Like it, it's okay. Yeah, I guess I can accept <laughs> it. Like fine. <laughs> I don't know if I feel that way. <laughs> My issue is y'all are scared of the light just because your tornado doesn't stop you being scared of the light. There's, there's strength in numbers, man. This is actually, this whole game, this whole game is just propaganda for communists. I was going to say, it's just, it's just propaganda for the communist <laughs> uprising. If you are on back of red, you are no longer afraid of light. It's very good for communism. Good for you. But yeah, no. they still get taken out by using ignifers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, like everything up until the point of this game is like ridiculous. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. Obviously, the insane hordes of rats are not realistic, and many other aspects of this game, the alchemy, not realistic. Um, but like this just crosses a line where like the suspension of belief becomes no longer like, <laughs> yeah, this this is this is a thing I guess that I could believe in, and then it's just like this is comical. Like rat tornadoes is a line my brain is not willing to accept. It's well, just that's where it ends. And shall I um 
Should I divulge some information on you that I learned recently? Because oh my god, if, if rats, rats actually took, are real, yeah, I'll lose I'm my gonna... shit. Uh, rat tornadoes aren't real, but there oh is a fin called the Rat King, and uh, it's highly debated this feels, whether this, feels this worse. Is, is highly debated whether this is uh, true or not. Basically, so there are specimens of these rat kings, and basically, what it is is masses of rats will climb over one another and run around one another in such a way that their tails become entangled in a massive knot and it creates a ball of rats that move as one <laughs> sentient creature <laughs> right amazing. now i'm so happy i'm i'm terrified they range the smallest this. specimen that's been found is 32 rats the biggest specimen was over 130 rats. Jesus Christ. Now, uh, I just, I just want to say that I searched the Rat King, and uh, it must be true, because nothing came up on Google. So, what like, did you literally search? nothing. It says, you we didn't find King, any... Bro. Literally, the words, the Rat King. Just search, uh, just search Rat King. The... Just Rat King. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't, rat he King. doesn't have, like, a Vita. He's not, he's not officially. No, you know? but that's what I'm saying. That it must be real. They're trying to, they're trying to prevent... Oh, you're trying to suppress it, yeah. Guys. I'm being, yeah, the U.S. government is afraid of me. And my oh, there's a Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. oh, oh my god! It's, wow. Oh god! Yeah. So no. so um, basically, oh. the the suggestion is that like they become entangled by something sticking them together, or just by being tied together by being too close to one another. The <laughs> the issue, well, I say the issue, like the what's the word I'm looking for. The, the issues with this are that basically no specimens have been found since like early 1900s, I think it was. 1963 was the last specimen. Um, but the, I will say this this line does lessen the, the horror of it. A similar phenomenon with squirrels has been observed. Which is <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's less scary. People are unsure basically <laughs> if... Um, these are like props like people have put this together because a lot of them come from like the 1800s and early 1900s so it's like a thousand percent a weird like um like sideshow freak exhibition um but apparently in 2021 a living ratkin of five mice was caught on video near russia where wait, wait, when oh the fucking 2021 they 100% just tied those bitches together and they were like, look at the Red King. Yes, look, I made one. I mean, I, I saw one in the farm. It was very scary. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. I know that was kind of Dracula a little bit. But, ignore <laughs> that. but, um, but yeah, so there is potentially some element of truth to this uh, massive wow. rats. I feel I feel more educated. No, mm -hmm. I, the more I'm you know against rat tornadoes. I'm sorry. Wow. I mean, I mean, if I ever see a rat king, I'm literally just going to wow. burn my house down. But also, <laughs> like... V vote no on rat tornadoes is what I'm yeah. hearing. Also, if you if you click on a similar phenomenon with squirrels and read the Wikipedia page, the first line is, for the 1995 video game, see Squirrel King. <laughs> like, oh my God, they made a game well, out of it? That's Well, looks like we know what our year, Ben's yeah. initial is going to be. <laughs> Got to keep um, the theme going. The rat tornadoes uh, in the game... Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't know how to feel about them. Like, well, it's, especially in this in this first area when you're first introduced to them, it's there's a couple. You know, there's a, there's a handful of them. No. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, they look like um. Is it Chip and it's Dale? Chip and Dale. That's 100 yeah. percent Chip and Dale. 
No, 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 no. That's some bootleg chicken tail, man. You know, cease and desist from Disney. For people, for people listening to the podcast, um, Look we, are looking at, uh, we are looking at a cover of Squirrel King, the video game. Yes. And the it is a 1995 s- Super NES classic Squirrel King. And it is essentially uh, Chip and Dale against some uh, what looked to be construction tools. Dogs? No, those are like dogs. They're puppies. They're metal like puppies. Yeah, one of them is in a fucking wrecking ball bulldozer. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I, don't what, I don't know what the lizard's doing. <laughs> Oh uh, man, fuck Abicia! It it the, the it one. is it appears to be loosely based on Capcom's Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Loosely, uh, loosely. <laughs> you know, it's a different time. That's a hundred percent. He's he's in his right, Rescue Rangers outfit. Let's uh let's pull it back. <laughs> yeah, um, Rat Tornadoes. What did you guys think of Rat Tornado? Because me and me and Kai have talked about it. But what about Jared? Oh, what do I think? Oh yeah, you, yeah, you're the only one who hasn't yeah, uh, commented on the game. I mean, rat tornado. It's, it's odd. It's it's very strange. Rat tornadoes, and like I said, it, in this beginning section, they're fine. But there comes a, a point later in this chapter, and much later in the game, where rat tornadoes become more and more of a prominent staple for mm-hmm. some reason. Rat pillar. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's when it starts getting like, <clears throat> like I was saying, that suspending the disbelief is a little is a little difficult when you're being uh, showered on by a rat. A rat spear is essentially what it is. Um, yeah, it's I don't it's know. one of those things that it doesn't make any sense, but you just have to accept it because they're yeah. now a they're now part of the game. They're now mechanic. mechanic. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, they couldn't double down on lanterns. But rat tornadoes—that's where they were. Like the rest of the game is going to revolve around this. What if they—what if they took like game. form of like different animals? Like it was a rat. It was like a lion, but it was made out of rats and it, like charged at you that and would, stuff like that, that. Honestly, that would have been cooler. What if like, it was? I like, would have been all for that. What if it was like Mighty Morphin Rat King, and they all kind of came together <laughs> yeah. to form like a giant rat mech? I mean, they, they kind of there. There is one other form that they take at the end of the game, which. <laughs> oh god uh, thank you uh, you're allergic one to a semenly <laughs> yeah I just, you know the fucking rats um that they take at the end of the game but they really don't like use this mechanic outside of just making them the same tornado-ish thing over and over again but i think it would have been cool like if you're gonna make it this ridiculous like at least embrace it yeah do something interesting with it it doesn't even have to be like a lion because that's maybe a little extreme but like a giant rat out of a bunch of little rats, that's sick. Yeah, that'd be so cool. And then have like a boss battle, like a Dark Souls esque boss battle, where there's just like this giant rat made of rats, like running around like an open field that you have to like. I, I guarantee you that fight that with is Ignifer. already a boss battle in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But maybe maybe it'll be in the second one. I mean, obviously they're making a sequel of this game and probably have a lot more resources uh, now that they know that the first one was successful at least commercially. They're like, guys, yeah, one thing I really want to double down with in the sequel. Is we need rat more tornado. rat tornadoes. That's what I got back from this first <laughs> that game. That is what the people want. Rat um, tornadoes. Like, yeah, I, I'm disappointed with this mechanic in general. Does anyone think that if they took it out, it would make any difference with how you perceive the game? I would say in the in the instance in this section where we're at now, and a little bit later when Hugo fucking damn it, Lucas is pushing the cart. I, I I do say that it adds a little bit of stress to those situations where if, Okay, okay, if, well, right, right, right. 
but like let's do the, the the other option then and put guards with a lantern in the same position as the rad tornadoes so you have to kill like six guards as they're coming at you with lanterns would it be any different i mean honestly i'd probably prefer the rat tornadoes killing the guards is much harder to do <laughs> oh 100 yeah okay. i'd prefer the rat tornadoes in that situation well, like, you'd still have you'd still have like the response of stress you'd still be like yeah also, this is terrifying i've only just realized like, you... sorry go on go, go on talking no no yeah i mean that was it i'm that i'm glad you kept me. I, I have no idea I think... I think that in this instance, trying to just play devil's advocate here, that this is the this visible representation of the macula progressing in Hugo. I was just about to say that. I like, was just the, about the rats, to say the rats have been fine, and they've they've kept this this got this, a couple of rat simps. Over yeah. here, everybody. <laughs> we, we, they, they've kept their demeanor, but as the the macula has progressed in Hugo, he's he's passing these thresholds. The rats are also adjusting and. Uh, they're changing depending on that as well yeah i was gonna say like because at first i was gonna say when i cut kai off i was like why are they just showing up now and then saint clicked in yeah. my head and i was like oh hugo passed the second yeah. threshold i mean even and continuing our conversation here so after you pass this you go inside of the estate and you notice similar to uh, amicia's father that on the outside that the servants that were killed by the inquisition have not been eaten by the rats like they're they're in where rats would usually devour the flesh and the armor of the guards all the servants are perfectly fine they're they're dead but they haven't been eaten by rats so that's another thing as well that's like this connection between hugo's progression with the macula and the rats kind of adapting and changing their behavior it's interesting so so are you saying that the rats didn't eat the servants because hugo had a connection to the servants it's possible i guess also, as you continue through the estate, because obviously we're heading towards Hugo's room where the, the the alchemy potions are for Lucas. As you get to the top of this, you notice that all of the rats are, again, paying no attention to you and are all walking almost single file towards Hugo's room. And then the, the kind of goo or whatever, the tendrils that are created from these rats are all accumulating around the door of Hugo's room. But as you go inside Hugo's room, it has been untouched by any of the stuff that's out there. It's in the pristine condition of when you were in it, when you first met Hugo in the beginning of the game. Yeah, okay, I guess that is um, some pretty solid evidence for yeah. for the theory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, when you get in there, all the potions that Lucas thought could help are are not there, and he he asks Amicia, "Is there is does she have another laboratory? Is there any is there any place that she didn't want you to go?" And she's like, "Oh, the the what, what did she call it? The Roman ru ruins. The ruins, yeah, yeah over in, over in the garden. She always told me not to go there; it was too dangerous. So you head there to try to find if there's any kind of secret laboratory that's in this section. Uh, this is where you you get the cart and you kind of push as as Lucas pushes the cart, you fend off." waves and waves of these rat tornadoes coming at you and this is what i was talking about that it yeah they're they're i mean lucas also before this it seems to be getting more and more frustrated with like what he's finding it's not like he's like it's not here he's like these are little bitch potions where's the good shit it's pretty much the yeah. reaction of yeah, lucas he's very upset entire thing he's just getting more and more angry at the lack of what he's finding which he's like these are basic potions I mean, to his point too. Like everyone's relying on him to find this cure to help to help Hugo, and essentially he can't do the job that he's here for. I can understand why that's frustrating. It's also like he is the only person who can fulfill his master's work, right? Like Laurentis is dead, so it's on his shoulders now to finish Laurentis' work. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so yes, 
You fend- to the ruins we go. Yep. You fend off the rat tornadoes with Lucas pushing, and eventually you do get into the ruins. Uh, there's a little, I guess you can call it a puzzle, within the room where there's a, a small cart where if you push the cart, the rats will attack you. So you have to find a way of getting rid of the rats and also pushing the cart as well. Uh, how did you how did you do this little thing, Ben? Um, I fucking struggled. <laughs> <laughs> This was um, uh, oh, we should say sorry. Did you see the the fresco in the in the Roman bath? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I just wanted to say you like before we sort of glance over there is a a fresco essentially like a picture painted on the wall of this Roman bathhouse, um, depicting what seems to be the the first plague of Roman times. Yeah. And if I remember correctly. It's depicting the first plague that happened in the 6th century and the Roman baths were built by a Roman general in the 6th century. Correct. So, history. That was the only point I wanted to make. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, history. There's more history. Well, and they kind of seem like they got the uh, impression that, like, is this... Is it like the rat plague? Has this happened before? You know, they kind of get that same impression from looking at this fresco. Yeah, yeah. I um, um, it took me a good twenty five minutes to work this out. I tried moving the crate, I tried putting the torch out, I tried gathering them in one spot and then moving the crate. Um, in the end, I resorted to something that took me far longer to realize than I wanted to, which was to extinguish. Bits. Yeah, extinguish the torch, get them all into one corner, and then blow them up. Yep, that's what we did. And that's what we did. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, at, yeah. So after you after you solve that uh, that hard puzzle, uh, you get into the area which is the the royal bathhouse. Which what, what was the what was the quote that they said? Something like this is where they let off steam or like sat and soaked or something like that. The Romans, yeah, so something something dirty as fuck, something like that. Yeah, it was some nasty um, fucking pun. <laughs> um, but you, yeah, you get the royal bathhouse. The sudatorium is what they called it. There we go. Well, the Romans came to sweat. <laughs> and as you go to the end of the room, there is statues with multiple animals on them. Apparently, there are they're alchemic animals. I think there's a frog, a bird, a lion, and some other fourth animal that I don't remember. A dog? Uh, I don't know. Yes, because it's called Leon. But I think that's, I think that's the lion. That's the lion. But if you go and in... She goes, my dog. Oh I yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So if you go and, and interact with the lion statue, she's like, "Oh, Leon, my dog," and she like mourns her dog for a second. Um, but essentially, what you have to do is go underneath this uh, royal bathhouse and light fires that are underneath each one of these statues, essentially. And there's kind of like this underground maze that you have to use a variety, like use stick torches to make your way through and kind of make sure you time it right so you're not running out of light because there's a ton of rats down here as well. Um, and after you light all of these torches are these the little things or whatever underneath them the lion statue i believe it is the lion statue is actually a secret door to beatrice's laboratory yes yes and when you get inside beatrice's laboratory it is pitch black uh but don't Mm -hmm. worry because if you if uh, lucas will light all of the torches for you so you actually don't have to light the torches and waste all your ignifers yeah i lit one or two and then i was like oh he's just doing it for me cool yeah yeah and essentially, this is Beatrice's laboratory. We see a bunch of, you know, alchemy equipment. We see that Beatrice had actually gotten really close to the cure. And Lucas is 
he's shocked in that because she didn't have he's, access he's, to the book. He's horny. He's horny for potions. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, 100 percent. He's like, oh, amber, amber fragrance. Oh, nice consistency. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just creeps. So essentially, what you're doing here is Lucas is trying to finish off this potion essentially or, or or get the material he needs to finish it off uh and of course as he's trying to rats come out you have to defend him from rat tornadoes that are happening left and right there is one of the uh, mechanisms in the middle of the room that'll spin one of the fires around the room and essentially what you're doing is you're you're sending lucas to the different uh, equipment around the room so he can finish off the potion and just defend the rats yeah. as he continues mm-hmm not defending the rats, defending him from the rats. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah I, it's, like it's, I like it's, this. It's, it's surprisingly tense. Yeah, yeah. Because they will yeah. kind of what will happen is like the I, I've been looking through the walkthrough. The walkthrough calls the rat tornadoes eddies. Yeah, they call them eddies. I was I was just I, I looking at that. Why? Someone I don't know where someone this came from. I tried. I couldn't find anything. But please, someone else try. Why or I? Um, I it's E D D I E S. Um, but yeah, it's a nice little thing, like because when they come out of the ground, there's no like prompt to look at them. You just hear this, you hear the like, explosion, yeah, yeah. Like you this. hear an explosion and like this orchestra music, and you're like, shit, where are they? Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the most stressful part of the rat tornadoes is when they come out. Is you you hear them and you know when it's happening because the music builds. You hear that they burst out of the ground, but then you're like, okay, shit. You're looking left and right, looking all around you. Where are they going to be? And also. You have to, I mean, again, AI isn't 100% smart in this, so you have to protect them from, you have to protect Lucas from the rats. You have to make sure that you're keeping up with his running speed, that you don't move it a little too far, because I did that, and, like, the rats caught up to him a little bit, and his little, like, bar started right. happening. Oh, did oh, you get yeah, it? Yeah. Are, are, are we ready for why it's Eddie's? Yep. Go oh, for it. Up, go I'm assuming the reason is, is because the word tourbillon, which is, in horology, the, like, an escapement, but it also translates directly to whirlwind in French. If you translate tourbillon to English, it's eddies. I don't know why, uh, but that is why. So it, they're just saying whirlwind, but in French, it's tourbillon, which is which whirlwind, is, and that's okay. why they're calling it that, which is a fucking tornado. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. welcome. Uh, eventually... Lucas does finish off this potion. You see one last drop go into this canister that they, they have and silence. All the rats are just standing there staring at you. And I think the line that Lucas says is like, oh, I finished I finished the cure. And I think the rats know that. But now... Yeah, when they're not thirsty for blood, they, uh, they're they kind of cute. Yeah. yeah. When they're not trying to... It's like little... There's weaving, a little bob and weave that they do yeah. when they look at you. And they're like, oh. But did you not find this a little bit confusing? Oh, 100%. <laughs> At this point in the game, I have given up on trying to understand what's happening. Well, because surely surely the rats... So the, the, the idea that seems to be happening at the moment is that the rats are kind of an extension of the prima molecular. Yeah. Pre, prima macula, right? So Yeah. There you go. Prima immaculate. <laughs> prima immaculate. Premium okay. macula. I'm just going to call it the macula. There you go. There you go. Cool. So, That's so it's an extension of the macula, and surely the macula wants full control over Hugo. So it makes no sense for the rats to become submissive when you have the only cure standing in your hand. I don't know if... It, I, see, that's the part I also don't understand. Uh, I, I don't... 
know if it wants him because like that later they can't even attack him like he controls them so like how does that work is it yeah. part of it it's never explained is it, is it hugo no. even trying yeah. to stop you making the cure or is it like it's never explained yeah well even in this like when when lucas and amicia finished the the cure they like walk through the rats and the rats kind of like go around them like essentially like if we have fire out the rats kind of stare stay away from you it's that same thing like they avoid you if all possible maybe like it's supposed to be like subconsciously because it's hugo's connection like he doesn't want to take any more potions but then when he when the rats kind of realize oh this one is going to work and this one is going to cure him that are like okay you're cool you can you can pass who knows they're all equally viable fucking (laughs) fins hopefully uh requiem comes out next year it will clear up some of this some of this stuff uh but amicia and lucas make their way back to the chateau and then immediately give lucas god damn it immediately give hugo this uh this cure uh and essentially he hugo asks one more time i'm I'm assuming all knowing that his mom was alive he's like is is mom still alive or is i or can i see her or something like that and amicia's like no i told you he's she's she's gone then he says something like uh it doesn't hurt where she is or is she in pain he's like no no not at all so she's continuously building up this lie that hugo knows is not true because he overheard their conversation yeah again um very last of us very reminiscent of joel yeah. lying to ellie about everything that happened at the fly fly hospital and yeah, yeah ellie subconsciously knowing he's lying but wanting to trust joel and like, yeah yeah it's, it's very reminiscent of that yeah at the end of this chapter they all head to bed from their uh, exhausting adventure and that concludes chapter 12 and this episode there it is guys we're almost we're getting close the yeah, the, when, the when are we doing the interstitial? Uh, you can do it in the next episode. 100%. I'm down for this. Yeah. I'm excited to see where you're going to play. And then we got to, then Kai has to reveal his game. <sighs> he has to reveal himself. He has to reveal himself to the, to the, the, the audience. Voyeurism. Uh, yeah. But guys, just kind of a real quick one minute uh, brief thoughts on this section of the game you know we got introduced to a lot more mechanics we heard got a lot more story confusing or not but we're getting more information on hugo and this macula and we're we're introducing to some to some new things so how did you guys feel ben go uh okay cool um i (laughs) i feel like this was a this this was an improvement on the second section um i agree it progressed the plot along it did raise more questions than it answered you know at this point of the game we still don't fully understand the macula its connection to hugo it seems to not be the first time this happened but there's no mention of it previously happening in france but there's you know construction stuff that hints that it did happen it i don't know at this point uh i feel like the the story's holding up well Rack tornadoes are still kind of weird, but we just have to accept <laughs> it, I think. And um, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely steady progress from from section two. Nice, Kai. What about you? How'd you feel? <sighs> this is the point of the game where I just like you lose me. 
<laughs> like I like the historical part. Like I find the plague an interesting subject as far as approaching it from a game and like, yeah, a little bit of magical realism never hurt nobody. And like, that's fine. But like, as soon as the rat tornadoes start getting involved and like the whole, like, like the plot just intensifies to the point where I just don't understand at all what is happening. Like, okay, we're making a potion to save a kid who doesn't need to be saved because he can control rats anyway. So like, clearly he's just experiencing Wait. a higher form of being. Like, I don't. Is that no, not November? Is... Yeah, I don't understand why it doesn't affect Amicia if they're the same bloodline. Is it just like a sexist thing where it's like only men can have it? Or is it like, you know, skip a generation or whatever? No, 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 this is explained. Also, I will also say that I know also and also say is a repetitive thing. We ignore it. Um, but I think it would be interesting to explore Roderick or another character a little bit more and maybe even start the game uh, playing through two different storylines from two different like... Um, subjects because amicia is a really boring character like she's very passive she's kind of just thrown into this and has to make it work and i'd like to see like the perspective of someone who wasn't just like successfully rich beforehand and like someone who struggled and had to like actually be affected by this other than like, like the death of father. <laughs> or like roderick like i think roderick's story about the door would be an interesting opener i was and, gonna like, say yeah watching him and his father build the door and like the reason that they had to build it like why why did they build such an intensive door just to hide one book like clearly there's a reason there so what is the reason what can we learn from that and what how can it further like you know help tell the story of this time and of, of these characters which is like what this is missing like they yeah. didn't do a good job defining the story and it just feels it feels loose and like a bowl of spaghetti at this point it would also <laughs> yeah it would be cool to see everything leading up to Roderick's father being captured and being killed yeah. by the Inquisition and yeah. like you know if if we can have a fucking 20 minute section on you know Amicia running around castle like why can't we have some Lucas backstory or some even some Roderick. Melian Arthur backstory Roderick who just somebody you know you've got yeah. these fucking brilliant characters all of which like Kai said are more interesting than the antagonist like the protagonist yeah and they just never expanded yeah no i totally i totally agree with the statements that both of you say i think that i mean i knew when rat tornadoes were going to show up and it still got me every single time it's like watching them like devour the light i was just like laughing hysterically i was like this is this is great it's i mean and it's it's odd it is a weird thing to happen that you have i mean the rats in general are already a strange concept and then having them take this this new interesting form, it's like it's weird. Um, but no, with with the characters, I definitely agree. I think Roderick is an interesting character and kind of got introduced much later into the game, and we don't really hear very much about his backstory. You know, we don't get to hear much about the story of how he came to be. So I think it would be an interesting concept. I hope they do that with the, the sequel. You know, elaborate or expand on their side characters a little more, but. I think this is definitely an improvement. You know, we're progressing the story where I think the mechanics introduced in this section are cool, even if, you know, some of them don't make a lot of sense. I think just in terms of gameplay and fun that it was, they're interesting. So oh, in, in terms yeah. of gameplay, having the ability to attract mice, put oh, out flames, reignite flames, like there's a lot you can do. Yeah, 100%. Um, and in terms of the gameplay mechanics, I feel like this section is the best the game yeah. has been. Oh yeah, you know how those gameplay mechanics interact with the story and the lore of the world. 
is a little interesting, maybe a little hit or miss, but the the fun yeah, itself it's, was. Yeah, it's, it's one of those fins that's like it's all about the uh, the execution doesn't land, but on yeah, paper. Yeah. Let's hope the ending of this game lands for you, Ben, because you were saying that this developer specifically, the endings never really uh, pan out for you. The, the publisher, yeah, yeah. Oh, publisher, sorry. Yeah, Focus Home. I um, yeah, I've struggled with a few of their games. Yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to find that out next time on the finale of A Plague Tale Innocence, guys. We're almost there. Let's hit it. And next episode, we will find out what our interstitial is going to be. <laughs> is it Zelda? Is that a, is that a hint? Yeah. Are we playing Zelda? <gasps> no. Oh, damn it. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. Uh, we love you. We do. Follow us on social media. You already know. Play Along Pod, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Maybe more stuff later on in the future. That 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 play along pod TikTok that <laughs> may or may not <laughs> eventually happen. Uh, but yeah, thanks guys. Uh, you know what? Follow us personally on social media. Follow me on Twitter at the underscore dexmoss. We actually have social media. I post on there. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, write us a review. Write us yeah. a review. Yes, on wherever you listen to this podcast, be it Anchor, be it Apple Podcasts, be it. <laughs> Those are the only ones you know. <laughs> Google Podcast. Oh. That's a thing? Yes. yes. Bro, why do they even try anymore? Oh my god, you Damn. fucking Apple simp, my lord. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. Did you did you think any differently? No. Uh, anyway. This is, this, uh, is right not, this is not about the war between Apple and Google. Uh, ben, where can the loveliest follow you on Twitter? Uh, at bulletin underscore Ben. I don't post hey, much, but I am one of those people who goes through my timeline and retweets stuff. So if you... If you if you drop me a, an at, I will reply, but just don't expect many posts from myself. And that's it. That's, that's and all doesn't have one, so yeah. Okay. I was going I was to not say it because I know you don't have one, but I feel like the people at home will be like, wow, you just forgot about Kai. I listened to the last episode that we did, uh, and I just forgot to introduce you, Ben. Oh, shit. I don't really? know if you noticed that, but I was like, here's Kai, and then we just started the episode. <laughs> I didn't even introduce you. Wow. So I apologize for that. I am retrospectively. Uh, also, angered. you can follow me on Twitter <gasps> at Curated Quality. Oh, Sorry, hey. That's the one I, I use. So if you see Curated Quality commenting on our posts, it's that's kind. Be, it's a secret uh, account. So, so yeah, slide in those DMs. Oh, tell oh my me why God. You're mad he at actually me. does have a troll account. And <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you have somewhere to go and yell at Kai when he has opinions <laughs> that you don't like. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening. We will see you in the next episode, the finale of A Plague Tale Innocence. Bye-bye. Peace. Goodbye. Bye-bye.